Welcome to The Backbeat. So you studied psychology for a term or three. So I guess you'd be just fine to diagnose me in a word or three. Tell her everything's just fine. So you like how we used to be. Just go back to bed. What is something that I said? Don't be a stranger, I've never felt stranger Talking to anyone Yeah, my ears kinda messed up I got a haircut I promise that it's not because of you Have you looked outside much lately? Hi guys and welcome back to The Backbeat. I'm chatting to the sleepyheads in this episode all about their debut album, Something to Balance the Sonder, which is now already out. We spoke about it the day before it was released, uh, but it came out on the 20th of July. Uh, They're originally from Tasmania and we actually mentioned them in a super early episode somewhere way back when, when Gabby was still on the podcast uh, because she's from Tasmania and so are the boys. So it was a bit of a full circle moment, I think. Uh, My end of the audio stopped recording on my actual mic microphone right in the last five minutes so apologies if there's any distortion in the sound towards the end but otherwise it was a lovely chat with the boys definitely give the album a listen and enjoy we'll start off how's your day <laughs> oh not too bad just um home from work sick so oh shit yeah not ideal but i'm here <laughs> yeah. ready to go what about you cam uh, uh i'm recovering from covid still so <sighs> Uh, yeah, it's all good in our <laughs> release week. Dan yeah. just came off COVID as well. So, uh, yeah, no, but we're all good. In good spirits. Okay. Well, as good as you can be, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, well, cool. Well, this is for your, obviously, your debut album. Um, it's out at the time we're recording. It's out tomorrow. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys mentioned in a really, really early episode of ours, actually, because my old co-host is from Tasmania and loves you guys. Um, I think she saw you at Party in the Paddock however long ago. But, yeah, um, given the name Sleepyheads, which you've said before you you landed on after, like, stealing it from a Passion Pit song, um, it's probably not the best to ask right now because you're both sick, but are you guys morning people or night owls? Night owls, yeah. I I do well in the mornings, uh, 6.30 every day. I don't enjoy it, (laughs) but... uh, <laughs> I, I get myself out of bed and get myself to work. Um, I yeah, no, not really a night owl. I like you, my sleep. You sleep. So early bed, early rise. Uh, I yeah, try to. He's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes, yeah. Um, well, yeah, the um, the album name something to balance the sonder. The mention. Uh, in the press release was that definition of the word sonder, which seems to be, it's kind of had a cycle on social media in the last few years. People are becoming sort of more aware of words like that. Like, um, have you guys seen yeah. this thing called the Dictionary of Sorrows? Yeah, I think that might have been where yeah. I saw it first. I found that years yeah. ago when I was, you know, Tumblr days and and there's so much on there that's just yeah. beautiful. But, um, yeah, that, that definition, what is... What is it that would balance the Sonda? Why does it need balancing? Where, where did that come from? I guess the way that I thought of it was like so much of my writing is really personal and like first person almost. So I guess it's like the opposite of thinking about everybody else's yeah. life happening all at once and just like focusing in on yourself. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I got it from. Nice. 
And is yeah. it something that you guys experience yourselves or was it just sort of something you found and you went, that, that's an identifier, that's <laughs> something people have? I think about it. I, it's like certain situations where sometimes you just think about it a little too much and it gets, gets a little bit um, heavy. Yeah. On. Getting a little. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're in like a big, big crowd, like, a, I don't know, like a footy game or whatever, it's just like all these people are like living their whole life all at once. It's a lot. I mean, you're kind of in an industry that puts you in that position a lot, aren't you? <laughs> you yeah. know, live gigs and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well, um, yeah. It gets a bit existential if you let it go a little too long. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was listening through the the whole album just this morning again, and I noticed this like pinnacle of Australian slang in spiders, which is you know that I'm not. What is it? I'm not here to fuck spiders anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And just from that line, I'm kind of thinking like you wouldn't know it, but the rest of the song is quite sort of sweet and serious and sad, um, you know, talking about mental health and that that opening line, including the words wanting to die. Um, it's a bit it's a bit yeah. heavy, but like they're common topics across like this project, the podcast, and then obviously across the music industry and creative industries as a whole. So like on a more positive note, in saying you're not here to fuck spiders what are you here for what is it that sort of what do you love about life and what you do and, and what you want to do well that's that's pretty pretty good question <laughs> yeah uh, i mean like a lot of my energy goes into the band and playing shows and traveling around and sort of putting putting as much of myself out there via the band as possible because other than that i just work full-time and kind of make ends meet to make the band work so a lot of my energy goes outwards through the band. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Uh, I'd say, like I, you know, I have a, I have a job and I make money and I do all that boring adult stuff, but uh, I need that uh, outlet to be creative, and that that outlet is music. And you know, when I get in a room with these guys and we 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 jam or we play gigs it's uh it's it's a release and it's such a it's really hard to describe but um that feeling that i get when i'm playing music with other people and like seeing people react positively to what you do uh it, it's rewarding and it's fulfilling and uh you know you don't you don't get that from working a 9 to 5 so. And is that kind of, I suppose that all of that goes hand in hand with that idea of balancing that sonder as, you know, you're making something worthwhile for that time that you do have, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know that obviously creative industries, that's a, that's a huge thing is a lot of people talk about like their purpose and like what they want to make of their career to affect other people, which I think is, is a hugely sort of, what's the word? Um, almost altruistic, um, intention. It's really nice to see people and it's, it's so common in the industry to see people doing things for the better of not just themselves, but, but everyone that they're associated with and, and everyone that comes across their music and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess like, what Cam was saying about how like it's easy to work a nine to five just to make ends meet, but it's nice to have the outlet. Like some people find that outlet through whatever they do full time, mm. which is really lucky and really cool. But um, yeah, I guess we're not really quite there yet. 
as far as the band goes, but we're hoping to get there one day. It takes time. It takes time. What do you do for yeah. work outside of the band? Um, I work at Hobart Pathology in the labs, in the microbiology labs, just technical assistant. So just, yeah. Right. He, he handles piss. <laughs> yeah, handle <laughs> piss and poo. Someone's got to. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting though. Like I used to work at EB Games, so it's a bit of a um, – Sharp left yeah, turn different. from EB Games. But yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, w- w- I work in IT. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't, I, okay, I, I enjoy my job. Don't get me wrong. I, I have a very good job and I like the people I work with. Um, it's a lot of resetting passwords and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But that job allows me to do uh, music as well. Yeah, so of course. I, I wouldn't yeah. change it. I mean, they're both... Uh, to say it again, you know, someone's got to do it and and at least it's something. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't have something. <laughs> yeah. Getting through it. Very true. Nine to five. Um, you've also played a handful of huge festivals like Falls and Party in the Paddock and um, I think Till the Wheels Fall Off was a, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. What's been your favourite band experience so far? You can go first, Ken. Um, well, okay. I, 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 pro- I might say what you're going to say, but I feel like I can't not say the one night stand, Triple J one night stand, which it was a while ago now, 2018. We did that, um, and the, you know, we were the first act on at like four in the afternoon or something, and we thought, oh, you know, if we play to a couple of people at the front. We'll be we'll be happy. Just getting to do it was enough for us. But there was like ten thousand people there when we played, and Whoa. and I can't. It's hard to describe the feeling of like when we walked out, and it's just you're looking at that many people who are all looking at you. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a hard feeling to describe. I I was absolutely fucking shitting myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Not gonna lie, but like as soon as we hit the first note. Like it was great, and I think we played played really well. And the amount of publicity that we got out of that um, was was great. And then we just got to hang out and watch like really cool bands play. And like you know, I went to take a piss, and Bands Joe walks in, "G'day, mate, how you going?" <laughs> and uh, but it was also the coldest I've been in my entire life. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. so cold. Yeah, so, which is weird because it was like September. On the east coast, but for some, I think when we were on, it was like one degree or something. It was like it insanely was, cold. Yeah, it was cooked. Yeah, that. And we had this whole thing where, like, we we're like, so many people are going to watch this. We're going to rep uh, band T-shirts of Tazzy bands that we really like. Yeah. But it was so cold that we all had like three layers on, and the whole thing kind of got ruined. But you tried. <laughs> We tried. Did you know that it was yeah. that many people before you walked onto the stage? Well, they they were meant to open the gates, I don't know, like 10 or 15 minutes before we played, but apparently the line was so big, they opened it like half an hour early. So we were behind the stage and we just watched people pile in for like 45 minutes. Yeah. So, so we knew how many people uh, were there, but it wasn't really till you stood in front of it. Yep. That you, yeah, I kind of, yeah, yeah, like when um, because I think I think it was Linda and Lewis from Triple J like introduced the whole thing and introduced us, and as we were walking on, Lewis like tapped me on the back. He's like, "Good luck, mate. We just hit ten thousand people." 
And I was like, awesome. <laughs> I love that though. That's so cool. Yeah, so that, that was obviously a big one. But for me, like I really like touring interstate and playing interstate shows. Mm-hmm. Like it's really cool to be like, like home, home gigs are fun, but it's like you kind of, you know, you just finish work and like you kind of meet up at the show and it's just all a bit kind of same, same. But when you're like on the road or like, you know, interstate, you're kind of all together and like it's like us versus every, everybody else. Yeah. So you get in like this little tight team and it's really, you always, we always end up with having fun stories from touring interstate. Yeah, of course. I think it's a lot to do with like, it's a place you don't know as well. It's like so much to learn yeah. and take in and do. Yeah, just like meeting other bands and like people that come to the shows and yeah, it's always really cool. Yeah, hell yeah. Just going to places and never, ever, ever thought you'd play a gig. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Toowoomba, uh, um, Canberra, another one. Um, but yeah, that whole travel aspect of it is really fun and just seeing places you never thought you'd see. And uh, yeah, yeah, everything pats it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like what else would be on the bucket list then? Like, if, is there specific festivals or locations that you want to tour to or anything like that that is, you know, top of your priority? Or a wish list, yeah, even? I, think I, I mean, like, it would be really cool. We've played like a couple of little festivals up in Adelaide, but it'd be cool to be able to get on like a really big festival on the mainland. Like, obviously, Splendor in the Grass, like the Holy Grail of the festivals yep. in Australia. But, like, yeah, maybe something in Melbourne or um, like hitting the festival circuit would be pretty cool. Yeah, because I think I saw in another interview from maybe a couple of years ago that you did because uh, being in Tasmania, being off off that that main part of the the country, it's um, probably more difficult to get to, you know, things like even even Melbourne being across literally across the ocean technically, I guess. Um, yeah. Is that is that a, a big difficulty or is it just kind of like, oh, yeah, you just kind of do it? <laughs> I mean, I guess like there's no really other way for us to yeah. do it, so we just do it. But like I think – there's like disadvantages, obviously, being in the travel and stuff like that. But there's also advantages in the fact that it's such a smaller community down here. You can kind of like, if you get on some good shows and you're putting out good music, people get around you and you kind of become like this big fish in a small pond. Yeah. So it almost makes it makes it easier to like move over to Melbourne or whatever. I go to Melbourne and you're not starting from scratch. You kind of already have like a little bit of a name from what you're doing back in Tassie. Yeah. So obviously we've been really, really lucky just had some lucky breaks and we've done that to an extent. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of an advantage, I guess. Mm-hmm. And would you be moving to Melbourne or anywhere like that? Or are you going to stay in the hometown? I, I don't see me moving. I mean, like at the moment, Dan and I live down in Hobart and Cam and Sean are up in Launceston. Yeah. So we're already two hours away as it is. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't see myself moving up to Melbourne or anything. Yeah, fair enough. It's a bit of a trek. <laughs> yeah. um, and on that, I guess on that festival note as well, I was looking through uh, your Instagram and I didn't realise but I had already liked or joined or whatever it is, Matefest from a few years ago. Yeah. Is that is that going to come back? Rest in peace. No? Rest in peace. I mean, like, it'd be cool if it did come back, but it was very much just it happened by – it happened really naturally. Like it got to the point where we were like touring a fair bit and we made lots of cool friends in state and it was basically just an excuse to try and bring everybody 
down that we wanted to bring and get some Tassie friends to play the shows as well. Yeah. And we just use it as like, because at that point we were probably only doing two or three shows in Lonnie, like, you know, every six to 12 months, mm. just because you can't like oversaturate it down here because if you play every two months, you're not going to get many people at each show. Yep. Um, so it's just a really cool way to like really put emphasis on our hometown shows at that time. Um, so yeah, we did two and we got three like fully organized and ready to go, but then it got postponed by COVID and then we just canceled it. Yeah. And do you do more shows than you did then now? Like has that ramped up or is it sort of the same situation? It's just a little bit in limbo at the moment. Yeah. Like we're just playing. If we get offered cool shows, we'll play them. And like obviously with the album coming out, we'll probably be trying to play as like a fair bit yep. just to, you know, get back in the swing of it. But, yeah, COVID kind of just knocked us around a little bit in that way of like two years is a long time mm. to stay relevant if you're not playing music. And in that time, like new bands have formed and come up. So it's just like we're just going to try and play a bunch of shows and see where we sit on the scale now. Yeah. How did how did that uh, the whole COVID thing? Because like you've said, you've got the album coming up. Did that affect uh, like with the distance between you and and lockdowns and everything like that? Did that affect the writing of the album at all? We were really lucky in a way because we kind of. We, had, we weren't really doing anything when COVID hit, mm-hmm. like specific. I mean, we had the idea of wanting to get the album going. But then like August of 2019, must have been, or 2020, was it? When I COVID hit. No, whenever we, because we actually received an Arts Taz grant oh. from, to be able to do the album. Hell yeah. Which is huge, which is really huge. Yeah. And we kind of received that during COVID. So it's like... Felt kind of 2020. Funny yeah, it was 2020. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it was kind of like all these bands are really struggling and, like, had all their tours cancelled and everything. Mm. But we, like, weren't doing anything and we just got given a bunch of money from the <laughs> government to make an album. So I was like, we had a fair share of, like, hiccups along the way. But um, we were super lucky in that sense. This is the timing of it all. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, it's meant to be. <laughs> And, yeah. and working on that, you worked with Connor from Bugs for Nihilist. That came out last year, is that right? Or was it? Yeah, that was like our first one back. Yeah. After having like yeah, a year off yeah. releasing stuff. Yeah. Which is really cool. And, and, and you've said that you're all like a huge fan of Bugs, which rightly so. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I recently, for one of my not the last episode, but the one before, um, caught up with Michaela from Yours Truly and we chatted about how shit they got to work with Josh from You Me at Six, which was this huge idol, you know, milestone mm. for them. Um, what's it What's it been like collaborating with people that you admire and, and, and sort of look up to in that sense? Do you want to speak on this one, Cam? I'm doing all the talking. I feel bad. Um, well, I we all love Bugs and they are the nicest guys ever. Yep. And we absolutely love them, and I'm glad that we're friends with them. Um, Patsy was writing this song with the with the second verse. He kind of had he 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 heard something that that wasn't himself <laughs> the song needed, and and you know from doing all this touring and making friends with people and all that stuff, it was this thing where we could go, hey, let's talk to someone we idolize, kind of from Bugs, and see if he wants to 
be in the song. And then they say yes. And all of a sudden it's happening. And oh my God. <laughs> um, and he knocked it out of the park as well. I think it really um, uh, brought that song to another level and, and credit to him as a musician, Pat gave him like a super rough outline with, with some lyrics and went, you know, here you go. And I think like literally the next day is like, here you go. And that's what's on the, on the and song. He also, yeah, he added like a little riff, like a little, oh, that's delay, right. Yeah. Guitar riff in the bridge as well. Yeah. You can kind of hear it like echo around in the background. And we didn't ask him to do that. He's just like, oh yeah, I put that in there as well. I thought it was cool. And it would stay in there anyway. Oh, so yeah, yeah oh. he's a, Sorry, um, on our on our first EP, we had Tyler from Luke Brazi uh, feature on Never Forget because mm. um, they're all friends. And then on this one, we had had Connor. So I don't know if we'll, we'll make it a thing next release. We'll we'll see who we can pack. Would there be anyone yeah. on that wish list? Oh, like like absolute best case scenario. Who would you love to work with? Maddie Healy. <laughs> In yeah. 1975. Yeah. Yeah. If I can even reply to my email. <laughs> <laughs> he might. <laughs> you never know. So someone perhaps more gettable. I'd love to have Nat from Press Club. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be Because she is such a good and unique, just raw energy vocalist. I'd love to have Nat on a song. Yeah, for sure. Um, or, or maybe, um, I don't know his name, um, the guy from Sly Withers. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Uh, Sam, uh, Sam? No, the other guy. Oh, well, either of them. Either of them. I think they're let's both. Get, let's, get the, let's get the whole band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't that, see they'll, they'll write the song and, and we'll we'll release it and they can feature and we'll, yeah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we chatted to them in an earlier episode. I was just looking at it today, actually. I was double-checking that I actually published it when I said I did. Um, but our... Um, one of our writers, Keely, caught up with them. She loves them and they're such lovely dudes. It was such a cute chat. Um, you know, I think. Uh, I was, was going to say, that was another thing that came from the One Night Stand. Yeah. Which is just really low key. Like, we're getting a bit of like play on Triple J because we just got his PR from that whole campaign. And um, the Sly Withers paid. Like, they messaged us on Instagram, be like, hey guys, like, like, like stuff. This is like 2018. Yeah. We we're like, oh yeah, sick. Like, this band from Perth. And now they're just like huge. Which is pretty sick. Uh, well, I think I like that. Like a lot of, I think it's 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 probably a lot to do with the Australian culture in general. But I think a lot of local bands have that level of approachability about them that a lot of internationals don't tend to have. Um, yeah. So it's it's really nice to just be able to just like hang out and 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 get um, more of a. A direct conversation rather than just a oh so you've got a new album how are you going kind of thing like yeah. it's yeah. nice to have a proper chat which is uh, you know at the start of this I asked if you've got a time limit because so often people give us you know 15 20 minutes and that's all you've got because they've got the next campaign to get to the next interview and and you it's it's really hard to get a a more sincere sort of conversation out of them but yeah, yeah the time makes a huge difference um have you- this is our first podcast, so yeah. uh, I'm having fun. Let's, <laughs> let's yeah, talk. Post-COVID. Yeah, I've done a couple and there's definitely definitely like that. Like the longer you go, the more you just end up like having a conversation rather than like 
question answer question exactly yeah Yeah, it's always hard to know um at the very start sort of the tone of the conversation how it's going to start out depending on how their day is going and and what they're feeling and if you vibe with them or not it's hard because you know cam's just happy to be socializing because he's been in iso for a week yeah i mean it's the best and the worst isn't it because you probably feel like shit you don't feel like chatting do you (laughs) after Uh, covid so today well i'm free today um but I, I was still feeling a little cooked uh, this morning. But like I, I'm a lot more uh, alive and positive than I <laughs> than I have been. So no, no, I, it's good to be socialising. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm glad that a you know fully published interview could be the first thing you do after COVID. God, yeah. I would I'd hate that. Um, so thank you. <laughs> Um, but in the whole, I guess, going back to that whole experience with, um, songwriting and collaborating and things like that, is there anything that major that you've sort of learnt over the years, whether that's from other people or just your general experience in the industry or anything? Just, just generally learnt what we've learned over like being a band, just about being a band. Is that the question? Yeah, yeah. Like, is there any major lessons lessons you've had? Yeah. Um, For me, I think it's, like, being, like, genuinely supportive and just a nice person gets you further than, I don't know, most things do. Like, every time a band comes to Hobart, like, I'll chuck a message if I, like, half know who they are and be like, if you guys need a backline, like, you know, hit me up and I can, like, lend you whatever. yeah. that often comes back around if we go somewhere else and then, like, that's how you build those, like, relationships interstate. Yeah, definitely. Which is really cool. I think, yeah, just, like... I was going to say, don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's just a much shorter way of saying that pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> is that a lesson, though, or is that just more common sense? <laughs> yeah, it's probably just common sense, isn't it? You'd hope. A few, a few be, being that, being that um, like, supportive and friendly and approachable musician to other musicians, you know, often gets you, you know, backline when you're traveling or, or like a couch to sleep on or something. It, it goes both ways. Like you support, we do our best to support whoever comes down here. And um, yeah, we've, we've um, gotten stuff out of that when we've, we've traveled. So nothing, nothing, nothing more important than the friendship. Correct. The friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, well, it's interesting because, like, with that um, sort of perspective, I guess that 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 headspace and the way to see the world um, is is ironic in in the title of like I suppose is was it the one of the first releases or most recent release I don't even know the song nihilist um you know like the definition of a nihilist is is the complete opposite it's a bit you know life is meaningless and what's the point in being anything yeah um yeah yeah so <laughs> it's it's a bit ironic but um and the line i got a haircut i promise that's not because of you that is hilarious to me because i'm pretty sure i've said those exact words before um <laughs> But, but yeah, that definition of a nihilist is that that line of maybe I'm a nihilist after all, is that 
accurate or is that a bit of a, you know, your own it's a bit pessimism? Of a it's a bit of, yeah. <laughs> a bit of like a tongue in cheek. Yeah. Because that was written like mid pandemic when like everything was going down. Yeah. And it was just kind of like a, it was just like one thing after the other. Yep. To the point where I was like, let's just see what happens next. Like, does it really matter at this point? So it's kind of more of a tongue in cheek look at that. Like, it, I'm definitely not a nihilist <laughs> in real life. Yeah, I don't think you could um, get very much done if you were at this point. Yeah, and I guess like we kind of had, without really meaning to, I have this like weird theme where I've got a song called Pessimist and we have Be More Optimistic, the EP, and we have Pacifist and Nihilist on yeah. the album. <laughs> so I guess it's just, just trying to complete the set. <laughs> Collect them all. <laughs> yeah. And are they, I suppose it's it's like how we were talking about earlier when you start to get really sort of existential and, and things like that. Is that, like if it's a repeating theme, is it something that's on your mind a lot or? Um, not really. Like I think lyrically I it's like kind of it usually is the last bit of the puzzle for me. Like I, I would often have like a hook or maybe, you know, like a chorus line that I really like and then we'd put the song together and then I'd, and fit the lyrics in around that yeah so i never sit down and be like here's like here's the idea for the album and have a song called this and this and this and write about these things yeah a bit more organic yeah, it's more just, yeah a bit more just like piece together as it as it comes kind of thing yeah right and do you have any other like either of you do you have any other sort of creative outlets in in that area getting those thoughts out or not for me like music's sort of where it's at for me like i don't write any poetry or paint or anything like that i'm not good at anything else so <laughs> there's the pessimist <laughs> i'm sure <Yeah. laughs> well you gotta um start giving other things a go i guess although the nine to five doesn't help i suppose <laughs> yeah i think i like a stretch for time as it is. I think if we did other stuff, it'd feel feel our time, overfeel our time probably. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for me anyway. Oh yeah, I definitely overcommit. So like far too often, it's the death of me. <laughs> um, I also noticed at the end of your press release, I don't know if you guys will have had to do with this, but it's something I've not seen before was the inclusion of that recognition of country at the very end um or yeah. acknowledgement of country i suppose um i've not really seen that before in like actual like presser releases and stuff like that for promotional purposes and um it's obviously something that's so important so who who was responsible for that and is that something that you guys sort of really try to focus on and bring attention to my partner georgia um she is Aboriginal has an Aboriginal background yeah. and um, it's really like I opened my eyes up a lot to that kind of stuff. So she really helps me navigate all that kind of stuff. And um, she helped me put that statement together as well, like the acknowledgement, which is really cool. And um, yeah, it's really cool that Philippa from Habit included on the press release as well. Like it's on the inner notes of our album as well. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's... Yeah, we try and do what we can to recognize acknowledge all that kind of stuff because it's really important yeah so. it seems like a small thing but when you notice it it's 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 the biggest like it's such an important thing to um pay attention to i guess yeah definitely it's the kind of thing that could be so easily just normalized as well so it's 
Definitely. Like, I, I do forget to do it sometimes, especially at shows and stuff, because um, it is really about educating yourself to be confident enough to, like, that you know, like, whose land you're on yeah, and yep. who to acknowledge properly and how to word it. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't come up as, like, offensive. Um, yeah, so it's definitely just about educating and yeah. Yeah. Well, I know with I, I very, very recently finished up a contract doing um, events with my local council here in Bendigo. And um, at the start of every single performance, our major venues have this like pre recorded acknowledgement of country and it plays before every single show without fail. So, like, the performers don't even have to worry about it. They can if they like, but, you know, it's already taken care of and it's, 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 you know, checked off on the list to make sure that it is consistent and, and normal, normalized, yeah. um, which I didn't know until about six months ago and, and it was such a huge like you say yourself, like an eye opener, uh, just to notice those things that are ignored and, and sort of skipped on. Yeah, definitely. I don't really have much left apart from kind of leading into the very, very last question. What's a genre or artist you guys love that would surprise others? Cam's probably got a couple of good ones. Um, I, I love a band called uh, Wolfpack. Oh, yep. Which are a funk band. I I love love them, uh, and I'm also huge on like obscure, um, like Australian '80s bands. Uh, and I got I've got a pretty eclectic music taste. Um, but my favorite band of all time uh, is a band called Coheed and Cambria, who uh, I wouldn't say are very popular in Australia, but. Um, yeah, um, I can list like playlists will go from like alternative rock to funk to eighties Australian pop to you know yeah. yeah all over the place. I mean that's I think that's the best way to be to be honest, and and surely that would influence your own sort of creative endeavors as well in a way. Yeah, I I don't like to pigeonhole what I what I listen to. I like to just try as much different shit as possible and even yeah. if it's not even if i don't vibe with it i'll go oh wow that vocal performance was really cool or you know i don't dig this but this bass line is really sick um and try and find the positive um in everything that i listen to and and just just naturally listening to so much different stuff definitely um affects how you how you play and and how you write, write subconsciously um, you know, if you only listen to Green Day all day, every day, when you pick up a guitar, you're just going <laughs> to, you're going to play like Green Day. Sorry. Which is so sick. That is sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a topic of debate at the moment with them, isn't it? People are, people are telling them to just give up a little bit and it's, it's a bit sad. It is kind of funny watching it. Punk band, like stay <laughs> so true to what they are. Like they're still doing oh, exactly absolutely. the same thing that they were doing, you know, twenty plus years yeah. ago. Yeah, I think. Cool. Yeah, exactly. That punk is like, the, it'll probably be the one that always does that. Is you know, sticking to their roots and 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 shoving it to the man or whatever it is that they want. That'll be like the Guns and Roses and the Metallica of punk yeah. rock still playing when they're like old and everyone's taking their kids to see them. Oh, I, people already are. Let's be honest. Yeah. I think what's his name. He's already 40-something, isn't he? Billy, Billy um, Joe. Billy Joe. Billy, yeah. 
Yeah, no, he's getting on. Well, their their, their first <laughs> album was like very late 80s, wasn't it? Or like yeah. super early 90s? Yeah, because there's that video of him like having a breakdown at iHeart Radio Festival. He's like, I've been around since 1988 and you'll give me that's, one that's right. that's right, yeah. Yes. Whoa. Because like, he, he, they got like a time call like during their performance. You know, it was only one minute oh, left okay. and he just like ended up having this huge rant and then like tried to snatch his guitar. So funny. The thing I love about that video is he just like, Cuts sick and starts smashing his guitar, and then Mike Dern, the bass player, is standing there and goes, "Oh well, guess I'm smashing my shit." And <laughs> <laughs> just starts smashing his bass. Definitely worth a watch. That's, again. That's yeah, it. you should watch that. It's pretty old now, but <laughs> yeah. I'll have to. It'll be so expensive being a punk band. Probably <laughs> <laughs> sure, Oh, it. we would be now. <laughs> um, I guess that's all I've got to sort of. <sighs> spiel through with my my list of Q&A, um, but just the final plug, the debut album out tomorrow, J- July 20. By the time this comes out, it'll already be out. Um, what are you sort of most excited for once it's out? Uh, well, for people to hear it, it's been so damn long <laughs> making it that we've been at this point where we just really just wanted wanted to get it out for for. Um, so long we're we're incredibly proud proud of it um something we wanted to do for a long time and um when when it finally you know came to fruition and it was happening and then we got thrown all of these roadblocks there were definitely times i i thought it wouldn't happen but we we did it and it's it's 10 songs that i think is the best of of what we've done and the best of what's gonna gonna come for us in the future as well and you know even even if everyone hates it i'm still super proud of what we did and you know any any uh like what's you know positiveness um and any future stuff that comes from it you know we're we're very blessed Mm -hmm. so um that'll all be a bonus and i'm just super Super glad that we did it. We did it. So okay. what was the the sort of point where you guys went, okay, well, the next thing we have to do is an album? Like it was it you brought songs together and you were like, okay, this works? Or was it a like a specific goal in mind at the time? I mean, I think like the goal for most bands is to do an album. Like we, did, we did two EPs and released a few singles on their own here yeah. and there. And like literally since 2019 – we're like, we're going to start recording our album. Like January 2019 yeah. was like, that was the start of it. And then it took until tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, in 2019, we, we recorded two songs and we were like, yep, this is, we've started. We've got two things on paper, so to speak. Um, one of those mm-hmm. songs was Better Luck Next Time, uh, which mm-hmm. came out later that year. And when we released that song, we said hey we're doing an album and we like we had like a title of the album and everything and we like announced this whole thing oh god it seems really dumb looking back at it now like this <laughs> how like not gonna happen we we maybe got a little bit ahead of ourselves um kind of thing <laughs> but um yeah we got there in the end i mean you're not gonna you know any any kind of big dream or goal seems impossible at the start so you know yeah if you haven't got the idea in mind to begin with then it's not going to happen true yeah i think shoot for the stars 
it's funny like thinking back and looking like I can't see it happening a different way. Like we have to do all that stuff mm. to figure out how to actually do it. Yeah. Yep. It's always a learning curve. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, this will be published on Sunday, so it'll already be out for like, what is that, four or five days by then. Um, but and I've already listened to it, and I continue to listen to it. It's fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see people's responses. Um, my very last so- uh, question, and I don't know if you've got it already prepared or not, but um, top three current Aussie acts. It can be old or new, just what you're listening to at the moment. Do you want to go, Cam? Or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll, I'll say Sly mm-hmm. Withers. I'll, I'll add that one. Take that away, was in Pat. my list. That's fair. Oh, sorry. Um, no, that's all good. <laughs> um, I really like Luca Brasi. I can't go past. I feel bad if I didn't say mm-hmm. Luca Brasi. Be, would be one of the big ones for me. <laughs> yep. Um, did you want to go again, Cam? Do you want to do this back and forth or do you want to list them? Um, <laughs> I'll go again. Go again. <laughs> Alexander Biggs. Yeah. He is incredible. And I just can't yep. believe he's not super famous yet. He would definitely get there <laughs> though. Um, yeah, his album Hit or Miss that came out last year is so, so good. And everyone should check him out. Mm-hmm. Maddie Jane. Oh yeah. Yeah. Another Tazzy. Tazzy represent. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a, a lot of decent ones coming out of there and a lot of people don't seem to know that that's, you know, their home base at all. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like Maddie moved up to Wollongong mm. for a while. She moved back down for a bit during COVID, but I think she might have gone back now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not hundred percent sure. <laughs> um, and I'm going to keep it Tazzy and say Ace Swayze and the Ghosts. Okay, I don't know that one. <laughs> they're they're really 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 cool, like sort of garage punk kind of stuff. Um, they kind of like they released an album and really kind of took off and they had all these plans to go to the US and play at all these big festivals with like Smashing Pumpkins and stuff. But um, oh. then COVID hit. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, they they they're a really great band. They're on the Tony Hawk soundtrack as well, which is like yeah, that was dream, dreamboat goals. No yeah. way! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sick. But yeah, oh, we're very yeah. spoiled in Tassie here at the moment. So much <laughs> stuff coming out. Uh, I'll throw one more in. It, I I don't believe. <laughs> they're a band anymore but this is my shout out for them to start being a band again which is uh, a band from Newcastle called Introvert okay yeah sick come, band come back please they were meant they... to play they were meant to play our cancelled made fest oh no and what they've just broken up since or I don't can... really know I don't they're just yeah inactive social media silence but yeah yeah oh and bugs we have to say bugs we love bugs <laughs> That's too many. Yeah, I could, I, could, I could list like another 20, I reckon. Oh, you're more than welcome to. One of our, <laughs> if, I don't think it was our first episode, but one of our first episodes, we had uh, Jesse, uh, what was it, Jess Hope and Jay Wennington, who are a couple from England who are absolutely lovely and they do a lot of music journalism and, and media stuff. And um, Jay just listed, like he just kept listing bands and names and artists and it just kept going he got to probably a hundred and he just kept going at the end of the episode it was never ending. <laughs> that's awesome now i already i already feel bad that we didn't put bugs in to the a lot of the time so i'm not going to keep going just in case i forget anyone else and they're going to get worse <laughs> fair enough um well yeah thank you so much for chatting um in your midst of recovery <laughs> 
Um, I thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's really cool. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for listening I, to the um, album too. Absolutely. I um uh, I'm a bit bummed that we I couldn't get to you guys last week to have it up before before the album comes out tomorrow, but we got there eventually. <laughs> Same as everything nah, else. <laughs> all, all good. We've kind of obviously been a bit off the radar yeah. as well, so it's worked out pretty well, I think. Yeah. Well, I hope you feel better or best soon. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'll, I'll see you on the socials for the new album. Yep. Thanks so much. Feel better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll do. Bye. Bye. Yeah, my head's kind of messed up